0: everyone, welcome to episode one of Hobbit Bites. I'm one of your hosts, I am Trey, and with me is Jake. Uh, so the, for this episode, we were thinking we were just going to introduce ourselves and maybe state our goals for the podcast, as well as maybe um, go over some cards that were revealed yesterday. So with that in mind, let's, I guess, get into it. Um, I am Trey. I have been doing board games as a whole for <sighs> something in the range of like five, seven to, five to seven years, somewhere around there. Um, uh, you know, I guess for including whenever I was younger, I was doing Monopoly every Christmas Eve, like families do. Mm-hmm. Um, so.
1: What, what, not when did you start getting into like Lord of the Rings stuff?
0: Lord of the Rings, I remember I started getting into it, I didn't just buy everything at once, unlike some people. Um, but I, I bought it, I bought the uh core set at around the time of a voice from Isengard or uh. What was the yeah, yeah
1: the voice of Isengard?
0: Voice of Isengard. All yeah. right, I bought the core set around then, and then I bought I you know kind of just went from there because I thought, man, this is a really fun game. Uh, as of late, I've actually gotten more out of that one, and in fact, for the past a little bit, uh, mostly due to the fact that I don't really have a play group, so it's always been solo or two handed for me.
1: Sure, likewise, yeah
0: so that's one benefit i think the digital game could provide Um, so there we go there's me what about you
1: yeah i'm uh, jake like i said and uh yeah i've been playing tabletop games for yeah around the same amount of time five to seven ish years um really got into it i really got into lord of the rings card game the physical card game when my first daughter was born so that's like almost five years ago now Um, and yeah, it was just a a way I, for me to just play, I was really into the solo stuff. I tried to get my wife into it, but she is not a big fan of card games, even though she loves Lord of the Rings. Um, and yeah, it was just a way for me to play solo. And I just kind of slowly, I I got in around the same time, I guess, as you, if that, if that, if the math adds up and the time, (laughs) if the timeline adds up i got in what, around whenever
0: outside. the i remember because the first time i went to hall of Bayorn, which was honestly not too far off whenever i first got the game uh mm. i there was the voice of Isengard was the latest big box they had so that yeah. was the
1: yeah and then i just kind of like got whatever interested me like i, I remember getting galadriel first because it, she seemed awesome and then just kind of went from there and then, but ah. I, yeah i've also been been not you, really that involved you bought
0: them out of order that would have, <laughs> I that would have. I did. I would have driven me mad.
1: I was. I was buying with my heart, not with. To
0: have. Heart. To have something, without having all the things before it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I watched Get, I um, Mitch and Matthew um, for the progression series, and uh, and then that kind of convinced me to start over and, and do things a little bit more progression style. But I. But I've always been a little bit more like like you know into just having the most powerful stuff right away, instead of like losing for a while (laughs) so that's that's always been kind of my mo
0: yeah all right well with introductions out of the way uh so we started this podcast because we thought well i guess i'll say i uh because this community really needs something to hold it together to be honest it's c-o-t-r did that for the uh lord of the rings card game the physical one Mm -hmm. uh Mythos Busters has kind of done that for the digital or sorry for the Arkham Horror card game Mm -hmm. no no it this this game seems like it could use some of that something to
1: yeah and I'm glad you roped me in (laughs) I'm here
0: all right so with introductions and that out of the way so let's uh let's go over some of the cards that were revealed yesterday sure Uh, We got the ring hero pack was entirely revealed yesterday. So uh, here, I'll go ahead and read Frodo. Okay. Frodo is a spirit hero, seven threat, one attack, three willpower, seven health. He has stealth and achieve plus one resource. So, and he's a hobbit. Um, So, I mean, he's, he's really interesting. He's Mm -hmm. uh the he's resource generation in spirit which is i don't know i don't think does spirit have resource generation
1: that's a good question i don't think
0: (laughs) i don't think anything other than leadership does at this point
1: Mm -hmm. well resourcefulness Um, on in lore is a big one but other than that i I can't really think of anything for spirit i mean let me let me see you keep talking
0: okay Yeah, I guess there's some... I think there's some, like, level 2 stuff that does. Um, But yeah, so he's good generation for spirit. And I think the stealth, as far as a three willpower character, is going to be... Because he's he's basically guaranteed to not have to be involved in combat. Mm -hmm. Which is very powerful he can afford to have less health because he has stealth.
1: For sure. Yeah, so. And being able to avoid... Uh, the other thing about stealth that I didn't realize um, that they were just talking about in the Discord is that you can avoid guard. So being able to use that, that beefy willpower to just, to just you know shoot straight past guard and clear some objectives is going to make that achievability even more like doable.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, but... you probably won't want to use it until the guard is down anyways, to be fair. Sure. Attack, I can see that you might want to hit the highest attack thing immediately. But if you can avoid it, you don't want him because whenever he does hit something through the guard, he immediately exhausts, leaving him vulnerable to attacks.
1: Sure. Mm -hmm.
0: So if there is something with guard, it means that there is an enemy which is not exhausted. So you know, ideally he won't be ideally he won't exhaust until the last enemy has exhausted. Now, I know that that's going to happen sometimes. And sometimes it might be right to break his stealth early to like, you know, if you can finish the quest without, you know, because inst- if you get the last, uh, what are they called? Not hazard. Objective. Objective. If you get the last objective before you, you know, kill all the enemies, you still win the quest. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. So I guess I could see that being used for it. But apart from that, I think it's mostly just adding survivability.
1: Yeah, that's true. And plus it's thematic, you know, like. Oh, yeah. Have Frodo be so stealthy and everything. That's great. So, yeah.
0: So I guess you want to read Adventuring Hobbit? Sure.
1: Uh, yeah. So Adventuring Hobbit is a leadership ally. He's a hobbit. He's a five cost card with two attack, two willpower, and six health. And his uh, text says minus 1 resource cost to uh, to play adventuring hobbit for each hazard resolved. And this one, do you do you know if they clarified whether or not it's it, it's like he has to be present or he has to be in your hand when I you resolve the the hazard? Don't
0: know. I don't I don't yeah. think they did, but I would honestly expect it would just based on the fact that it doesn't say each resolved while in it your hand. Yeah, I mean, which would make cool me think it's a game long effect, and honestly, it would be yeah. terrible if it's in your hand. So we're gonna pretend it's not, <laughs> right? And honestly, that's the cool thing
1: about digital card games is is they you know, the yeah, they can track stuff it. like that. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead.
0: Honestly, I'm still not sure I like it. I'm just, I guess, with the way I build decks, by the time I've cleared, let's see how many. So let's see, you have to clear for him to be a you know to pay for that many stats. Uh just based off of the two mana or two cost two two four the Athelian mm-hmm. Watcher Athelian Lookout. Athelian Lookout, yeah. Um he, he a fair price for him would be three. So, you know, if you clear two hazards, he's a fair card. Now, yes, if you clear four hazards, or say, you know, which in some quests, that's like get through the first location, (laughs) um, he becomes a one-cost 226, which is pretty good. The, The main problem with it or my main problem with it is that by the time i get through the first location i generally have a full board anyways right yeah it and something i've realized in this game is unlike the physical game you have your allies don't die as frequently or at least they seem to you because of the cap at least they start building up in your hand Mm-hmm. maybe it's not that they're not dying as much as just they're not dying as fast as i'm ending up drawing them which may just mean i need to build more attachment heavy decks um but yeah in general i guess i think it could be a, it it definitely raises uh or improves the power of raise the shire
1: yeah i was gonna mention that that's true
0: and you Idiot. know in the tabletop game there's there's
1: cards that mess with or that care about how expensive something is so you can like for example i know we're not you know maybe some of our fans don't play the the uh the uh physical card game or some of the fans of this game don't play the physical card game but there's cards like a very good tale that look at the cost of something and then you get a discount based on on the cost of a card that yeah. maybe maybe and, you discard it so maybe in the future And the thing is they something. can do
0: things and like for example uh they can do things in the digital format they couldn't do otherwise like something more along the lines of i don't know uh passive buffs Mm -hmm. and stuff like i've noticed they can you know i believe they've especially in quests they've got some things where you know a fate event gives every hero plus one attack for the remainder of the quest and the thing is they could make some player cards that do that but you know you have to sacrifice a five or higher cost hero or uh minion or mm-hmm. yeah yeah ally mm-hmm. so there's stuff like that where the cost could come into play if there's something that requires a high cost ally mm-hmm. and i guess it's it's a fine card it's
1: yeah just takes a lot of work to get them to the playability point
0: and maybe there's a deck that wants it like there's a you know a card that comes in later that's like if your deck has only Hobbit allies, get mm-hmm. some benefit. Right, yeah. Or, you know, discard the top three cards of your deck. And if any are not Hobbits, something like that. Yep. Uh, and so you're trying to build a Hobbit-only deck, and you're playing... He, I think another thing about him is he's definitely uh, quest-dependent.
1: Okay, what do you mean by that?
0: Not all quests have a ton of hazards, but there are some yeah. where it's like, you know, like uh, the journey down the Anduin.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, that second location has like four hazards you have to complete. You know, yeah, that's true. So if you're just in the course of naturally playing through that, you're gonna get him down. I guess I almost wouldn't mind if he cost like one more, but had something more to him, like some kind of keyword or something. Yeah. More reason. Yeah. Something I, wonder, like, I don't know
1: the, the other thing is that we, you know, I don't know. We, we haven't, um, the, the only other character that I can think of that's sort of dependent upon resolving hazards or having hazards in play is gone, very gone. And it, and he doesn't seem to see a lot of play right now because well,
0: there is an immediate, I'm going I'm to, I'm going to come the defense of halfling, or adventuring hobbit here, and he always okay. said halfling bounder. Uh, the difference between this and Gone, Berry, Gone is Gone required the hazards all simultaneously be in play.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: This requires that they have been in play and having, and you know, Sauron will th- or you know, he'll the AI or Sauron or whatever you want to call it, he'll throw out hazards just all the time. So you'll you'll get to five eventually. I'm more just wondering. I mean, this. This is a great test to see how, you know, because this is like their first cheapening card.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm
0: not sure cheapening is a word, but I'm going with it. (laughs) All right. So I guess you want to move on to the next card or?
1: Yeah, I read this one. So if you want to read the next one.
0: Frodo's Intuition, it's a two cost lore event. And it says plus one willpower to each of your heroes this round. Draw one card for each of your Hobbit heroes. Um I think the plus 1 willpower bit I'm still not willpower is the kind of thing that I'm not sure how to feel about whenever it's just added to here like added to characters and you have to spend an action to do it because by the time I've spent the action to play the card I would rather use my characters to attack or defend and then i've got you know Arwin and some other character like the uh the one cost one, two, one cost one attack one two willpower uh one moment i'm trying to it's the leadership reward quest reward for uh Northern Survivor. That mm. was the one. Because, you know, with a Northern Survivor and an Arwen, I find that's often like able to quest through a lot. Um, but I guess this is also leaning on entirely a Hobbit deck. Like, because you're not going to play this in a deck with no Hobbits. Yeah, so, like, well. I, I think this might actually, honestly. So for. I guess. Uh, I'm still not sure how like sh- I should feel about draw in this game because, like I said, I always end up with like a full hand no matter what I do. It seems
2: right with like if you're a- like
0: late memory. game, you end up with a full yeah. hand with all the allies you can't play because your board's full, mm-hmm. and all the events that you have no reason to play because it's thing like you've got the board under control.
1: Yeah, it's tough. I think to so draw draw is good
0: heavy. early game. Mm-hmm but it just kind of seems not great late game like and then i guess maybe that might just be a case where you could have a really and then whenever you do have a ton of to draw and like a low enough curve to use it you end up with just you run out of cards in your deck
1: yeah i don't know I mean, I, I think I like it a little bit better than maybe you do, because... Yeah,
0: and I like it better. Like I like this a lot better than uh, Mithrandir's advice in this game. The one cost... Yeah, draw two cards. Spelled, or or, or okay. event, draw two cards.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I get... Yeah, two cost is a little expensive, but I like that it gives the buff to any hero. The, the hero doesn't have to be Hobbit. So that's kind of nice. And the only other card that we really have like this um well actually there's a couple like there's sterner than steel which is like a two level two uh, spirit card that costs three and it, but you get the buff to every single character the plus one willpower um, but it but it already has sort of two um obstacles right it's cost three so it costs more than this and it's level two so they obviously yeah. value that plus one willpower and they're not going to let it go easier yeah i guess so, that's
0: uh, i don't uh, but this is also only heroes yeah that's partly powerful because like i said with that even if you're just i guess you that's a level three so you're not exactly giving it to your northern survivor mm-hmm. um well it's a level two so you
1: could technically Oh, it is.
0: Like yeah that. i guess so okay um
1: i don't know yeah I, i'm kind of on the fence about it um i don't
0: know cool. how good it is i'll probably have to try it out I think it's a lot better than some other cards Mm -hmm. but i don't know there's gonna be a deck someday that's got like a super low cost curve and a bunch of copies of somehow it's able to recur copies of that one spell that lets you play or that one event that lets you play the next event again
1: yeah yeah, uh, yeah. I think in general, it's important um, and then say there's, there's going be to be an event
0: soon. that says take out a, uh, take a card from Sauron's hand,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then you're going to be able to recur that and take away Sauron's deck, and <laughs> so then stand
1: on the deck. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. So I guess let's move on to Hail of Stones.
1: Okay. Sure. Frodo's intuition. We'll see. <laughs> Hail of Stones. Yep. Um, okay. You know, did I read the last one, or you did? I did, okay, so hail of stones it's a tactics uh event, and it's one cost, and it says deal one attack to one random enemy, repeat for each ally in play and um, yeah, what do you think about this?
0: it's it's definitely i don't I don't the fact that it's random just if it was. Deal one damage to. Wait, does it select the same enemy each time?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess it could.
0: Well, I mean, not. I guess it could, but I'm saying, like, is it or like, because the reason I'm mostly down on it is, if you're, you know, if this is just something where it's like, yeah, I'm now going to deal two damage to this and one damage to this and one damage to this, mm-hmm. and oh, that one had block, so it did nothing, like. It basically a single enemy having block can just like negate this card.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would suck. But I mean, it, in the, the the like so, most so let's
0: of- let's go let's go the best case scenario. You have four allies in actually, you know, even better case scenario. You got two you got two heroes dead. <laughs> yeah, and uh, six allies in play. All right, this is one cost, deal six. But it's yeah, deal six randomly. So let's then say you got like th- uh, two of the two four spiders and uh two two orc. Um, this is gonna this this might not even kill any of those, even dealing six damage randomly. Now the reason I was saying it might make a difference if it's always going to hit the same one is if it's deal x damage to just a random enemy where x is the number of allies in play
1: you think that would be better
0: yeah i think it would be a lot better because then it could kill something pretty reliably mm-hmm. yeah if I guess all the minions in play have you know four or less health then this will always kill something if you have a full board
2: hmm
0: but if it can just kind of ping around then there's no point to it it's just sure it'll soften up them but you're not looking to soften them up after you play this you're gonna get hit with a you know a hill troll or something i don't know yeah
1: yeah it is pretty underwhelming especially if you look like at a card like dwarven peacekeeping Zero cost, yeah, deals two damage to every that is a game, card and then deals one damage to each of your characters. But, like, you know, who cares?
0: That is a card. I'm just yeah. gonna say, I love Dwarven <laughs> so,
1: Peacekeeping, so you know, I hope that they, you know, I hope they don't go back
0: and nerf that because I love that card. But, but I also hope that they, <laughs> please don't. They, but, I mean, to be fair, what they're doing. Dwarven Peacekeeping is already stronger than Ring of Arrows
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it costs. One less, and I don't. Do you have to exhaust something to play Rain of Arrows, or do you just no. have to control a ranged character?
1: Just say, well, now Rain of Arrows just says two cost, deal one damage to every
0: enemy. Oh, is it two cost? Mm-hmm. Man, that card sucks. <laughs> uh, but okay, so I guess I'm I'm kind of iffy on it, unless the random enemy means that it's going to just always they're all going to go to the same enemy. In which case I actually think I like it. Cause in that case it can be, you know. Yeah. It it can be like a preemptive uh whatever the zero cost spirit event is.
1: Yeah, but I'm leaning that, toward it being random every time for each instance, you know. Just cause it's Yeah, everywhere. and in that case
0: I really don't like it. It's mm-hmm. just and then it's too easily countered by block.
1: Sure
0: all right i guess i'll take pity stayed his hand okay pity stayed his hand it's a two cost spirit event it is level two grant fleeting to up to two minions minions being non-unique or you know non-boss enemies um i'm i'm gonna say it this is i don't I don't... I'm not overly fond. Just not because... Th- this card's great, in my opinion. It's an amazing card. Um, I just don't... I don't get why they're giving all this combat capabilities to Spirit.
2: Hmm.
0: Between... Like, Spirit is getting a ton of removal. Just between the... uh,
2: It's the... The
0: one, I'm going to try to look it up right quick, but it's the zero cost card that defeat an exhausted enemy. It's a level two spirit card. Um, but you know the one I'm talking about. It's, what is?
1: Um, Back to the Dark?
0: Yeah, Back the to the Dark. You. Yeah, okay. So just, you know, with this and that, it' cause this is basically back to the dark, but you, cause you can, you could play, you can play it before they're exhausted or when they're exhausted. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You just don't have to worry about two minions. Yeah, this one's and crazy, that, especially. In it's it's crazy good, and it's also just. Why wasn't this given to tactics?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, but there, there, they should have combat flowing out their ears this kind co- tactics doesn't have one of these kinds of effects unless i'm wrong if i'm wrong feel free to correct me but i don't think tactics has any just kill
1: yeah i'm looking at the list of cards that just say defeat and there's um there's just one curious brandy buck but he that's it's a revenge ability
0: i guess maybe there's that but i'm just saying this. At the very least, this should be like leadership. Mm -hmm. I just it see this doesn't feel like a spirit effect. It's a it's it's a clear combat ability. Spirit is meant to have a weakness in combat. I get it's level two, but like if we keep on going like this, I'm gonna start building combat spirit decks (laughs) and. Uh they have Spirit, I guess Spirit actually has three card or yeah, three cards right now. You can have a tenth of your deck. Nope. Two tenths, a fifth of your deck, because you can include two copies of each. Mm-hmm. Because they have back to the dark. They have uh seen and unseen. Defeat two yeah, minions straight on
1: with uh, three cost. You need to have more yeah. on And
0: then you also have this one. Yeah. With pity State is hand. Yeah. It's th- this
1: is just
0: it's it's just
1: It's just a lot. Yeah, I think there definitely needs to be some kind of like like um like take Gilthonial uh Albreth, for example. It's four costs for one, so that's huge. And it defeats, Okay wait uh, I mean, and
0: Yeah, and actually, yeah, no, they actually have like eight. I didn't even realize (laughs) because they have seen and unseen. I didn't even see that.
1: But with Gilthonial, at least the minion has to, it's one minion and it has to attack you
0: first. So
1: that there's like... No, I understand.
0: And the threat part of that one makes sense. I'm just saying they, and if there were any of these individually, I wouldn't mind because they need a little bit of minion handling. I'm just saying, I feel like they're going too heavy on it. Yeah, it's very strong. It's like they're trying to say, well, we're not going to technically give them combat. But I'm trying to avoid giving them it. We're going to give them something better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like what feels like a good spirit combat card is ride them down or whatever. I believe I saw that. The it's a level three, I believe. Um, I gotta look that up. ride them down. Nope. All
1: right. I'm... Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. After you apply progress, deal the same amount in damage to an enemy. Yeah, yeah
0: that's it's very spirit-fueled. Uh, yeah, there we go. Ride them down. It's a two-cost spirit event, level three. Each time you apply progress this round, deal the same amount of damage to one enemy. Mm-hmm. This feels like how spirit combat should be done.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Not just spirit, you know. Tactics has to do the hard work and actually fight the enemies and use actions, and Spirit is just like, you're dead. You know? It's... Never thought I'd say this, but I think Spirit is usurping Tactics' role. <laughs> I
1: guess I guess the only uh, argue, I guess playing devil's advocate they, I mean, it's really, really powerful, but if I had to choose one thing to be devil's advocate about, it would be that they, the, the enemy still has to have an action and they still have to do something you know like you're just giving them fleeting you're not exhausting yeah, them or something i guess so it's so, just you know you still have to take the hit or whatever um but yeah i agree it's super powerful and um
0: and like i said any of these individually i wouldn't be too bothered about it's the fact that it's getting all of them
1: mm-hmm. yeah they're really building up a, a theme of just being able to not have to fight yeah which is interesting
0: all right, well I guess that's the last of the cards. Yeah.
1: How do you feel about the pack overall?
0: Uh I mean, like I said, uh just recapping. Frodo, good he Frodo honestly looks like a really good hero. Mm-hmm. Um Adventuring Hobbit, I need to see. I don't know. It's really hard to decide. We don't have anything like this in the game yet. Um, or at least not in the digital game, I think. Yeah, we got like some cost-reducing stuff in the... uh, Like there's one of the dwarves from... Either way, that's the physical game, but nothing like that in the digital game. Uh, Frodo's Intuition. I guess it's a decent card. It's not like crazy overpowered or eye-catching. But it Mm -hmm. seems fine, I guess. Hail of Stones, meh, with the, you know, little tweak that if it were... uh, If it could be used as just Mm -hmm. removal in the same way, you know, like kill something with four or less health, then it's good.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And Pity State his hand, I would say it's the strongest card of the set. Which it should be. It is a level two. I'm not gonna. Should be a lot stronger than the others. I'm just. I think it's you know going in the wrong. I, I'm not. I. It's a very strong card, and it should be a very strong card. And I'm trying to be careful. I am saying this because I don't want to. But it. It definitely is. I think it's in the wrong area than where spirit should be.
1: I agree.
0: Alright, so your thoughts on the pack as a whole? Is there anything yeah, you'd like I'm, to add?
1: Um, I pretty much agree with everything. Um, the only thing is, I think Frodo's intuition, I like it a little bit better than maybe you do, but I'm also a big like sword-that-was-broken advocate and just adding one willpower to to a hero I think is great. Um, it is only till the end of the round, so that does suck. Um, All right. But yeah, other than that, I agree with everything else you said.
0: So I guess now I can go to what kind of uh, any decks in particular you've been enjoying lately, or is there anything about uh, that
1: yeah i um i've been trying to get fatty's uh hero award, and i still i didn't even look it up what it is but i've been trying to i've been just that's one of the one that's been eluding me so i've been trying to get his award and i've been playing a, a mono lore deck to do that and it's been really cool um, mono lore it's not the most is there
0: any way to damage him intentionally
1: i mean just by activating his own guard ability, which is so Wait, counterintuitive, can he guard himself? Ability, he can just use guard naturally if you're not. Well, using yes, I know, but
0: like, does his ability work on himself? I'm just asking because that's just a weird <laughs> interaction. <never>
1: <laughs> all yeah. I know is that for the longest time, I thought also that, that
0: is- would be like the ultimate way to flex whenever you're playing in multiplayer.
1: <laughs> just like, who am I going to choose? My guard
0: use <laughs> fatty's ability on fatty
1: yeah i just assumed that his award had something to do with his power i'm pretty sure no. it's
0: something about hobbits it's... you have
1: to just heal him a million
0: times yeah no it's you have to heal him a 100 times yeah But i'm pretty sure it's something hobbit related i don't know off the top of my head and for some reason digital dot rings db is down for me oh is it uh, well oh, no it's it. just not pulling stuff up oh that
1: sucks. well yeah um the only other thing i have to say about monolore is that it feels really cool to be able to just exhaust everything as soon as it comes out. And typically, depending on the quest, you can just exhaust enemies as they come out and then just kind of fly right by them. That but, was
0: it. Second breakfast. Sorry. Sorry I interrupted you. But uh, fatty's, fatty's card is second breakfast. Uh, it's a war event, cost two. And it says restore one health to every character, ready every hobbit.
1: Okay. There you go. So it's like it a, nice a hospitality with some readying for
0: hobbits. Yeah. Cool. yeah, it actually looks like a pretty decent card, but that's neither here nor there. Either yeah. way,
1: yeah. Um,
0: so I guess yeah, I've been, you? I've been trying to get a For Gondor deck to work.
1: Okay, remind me of what For Gondor does again.
0: Uh, it's a two-cost leadership a uh, leadership event that it basically it gives one attack to every single character in play and it gives block to every single character in play with the gondor trait
2: okay
0: all right so i guess that's thanks i've been enjoying um, so I guess is there anything else? I don't think there's much else we have to cover other than we're gonna hope to do in episode two?
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: I'm planning on you know, uh, but let us know what you think, uh you know, and see you next week. yeah.